And uh, I've been trying to like narrow it down. Do you guys have like a specific intro you do? A little, little music or a little... Yeah, so we have we have the... Um, I, I put together like a 3D, or not 3D yet, <laughs> but the 2D animations of like our little faces mm -hmm. and some like oh, yeah. music intro to it. So You're cartoonified. Yeah, that's I mean, right. The Bitmojis. I love it. Bit, Bitmoji, Bitmoji lifestyle. I love like Bitmoji or just 8-bit kind of art. Yeah, or oh, whatever, yeah. just that classic kind of vintage video game look to it. Just Gay! the best. Song. Love it. Like up. I don't even do put on cue. Like get in there. everybody else, I'm like, get get in there, get to the microphone. Right no, now, we know. Right now, we know. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, hark and welcome to the Trial and Error Podcast. Your host Aaron, and with me today, Ray McIntyre, sir. Good to have you. Goddamn pod, <laughs> rocking the ring. That's right, rocking the ring. Nice married. metal. Still married. Still married. That a babe. That yep. a babe. How's uh, Eva McIntyre doing? She's great. Solid? She's great. Yeah, she's. She's killing it. She's out on a barn. Uh, she's working at a farm, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, she, I've migrated to a uh, laptop, basically, for my my work life, and she is out there lifting hay bales. So. Lifting hay bales, staying staying fit, staying yeah. just ready for battle yeah. at any time. Absolutely. Does she have one of these these hats? One of no, these bad boys? she doesn't get. Those are special folks that get those, my man. What, what we have going on here, right? What is this hat? What is this logo? Major League University. <laughs> Major League University. So I guess light breakdown for people that don't know. Please let them know. Uh, I finished when when COVID hit. I stopped coaching. Basically, I had to come back up north. Mm -hmm. uh, and my college teammate Austin Byler had already started a company, Major League University, dedicated to teaching mindset and leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. So I jumped on with them. We've kind of just taken off video, podcasts, and and really hit the marketing side hard. And mm -hmm. then uh, showing up. So it's it's been two years almost now. That's so something we're, you we're texted riding. me last night. Just yeah. showing up's big. Twelve K plus on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's kind of like just baffling. It's something that you, know, you start off, oh, maybe it'll be something, maybe it's not. It turned out it's something. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> is this something you're able to do like full time now? Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's been awesome. So let's go. It's been so cool because, you know, especially when you're starting a new business, like, you just don't know. And we're not in like a, a flourishing economy right now either. Mm. So. Uh, for him to be able to work me in as a full-time employee over the last year has been awesome and has really given me freedom to go do things for the company that I want to do, which is yeah. pretty cool. It's yeah. hard to be like, oh, I got to do it for work, but it's like, I kind of want to do it. So yeah. is it like, do you feel like you're cheating the system a little bit that you're doing something that you love and can get paid for? I, I feel like I'm I'm winning the video game of life. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the, the biggest goal. And, I, and it's funny because I, I watch your podcast, obviously. Mm. And, and I think about you a lot in the terms of we, we talk to people and say, hey, f find your why and go after that and be the most authentic version of you because that's like the best way for you to be happy, right? Absolutely. Every time I listen to you talk, it's the most authentic version of you, you know? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's really cool. So yeah. love like the video game references of just because you can easily parallel like what's going on in life. Is my health meter as high as it can be? Is the happiness meter about like the social or listening possibly because sometimes that's you just get Tune so out. excited about what you want to say next and you're just doing a shit job at listening to the other person yeah um but before we get more into major league universe that's going to be a huge proponent of yeah. this this episode um break down for the folks who don't know i don't know how they wouldn't but break down your uh path to major league university like you left uh, winter's high school you're my shortstop ah. Guy, the heater the best and uh you went off from there to play collegiate baseball what's been your relationship with baseball in the game and what led you to where you're at now it's kind of wild wild ride got was really fortunate um we were playing with the gamblers up in yeah. uh 
Gamblers? Gamblers, baby. Yeah, baby. Up in uh, Carson City. I don't know if you remember that tournament. It was uh, the turf field. Scorching, thousand Scorch degrees. I hated that. <laughs> that was terrible. Yep. So Miss Lucero actually uh, was up there for that tournament, and mm -hmm. she introduced me to a family member, a relative, uh, who happened to be the head coach at Nevada, Gary mm -hmm. Powers. Uh, I played a really good tournament, and I ended up walking on at Nevada. Um, Full pack. Go pack, baby. Okay, baby. Um, played four years there. Uh, was finishing up my fifth year. I was one of the typical college kids that just didn't finish in four, so we had a <laughs> had an additional, right? That's the new norm these days. That's right. Five years. Yep. So we did that, um, and at that time, I was lucky that uh, Jay Johnson had come in. Uh, he got the head job. He'd come from USD. Um, kept me on as an ops guy, and then I ended up moving into a coaching role that second year because our coach like left mid-year. So he approached you like, hey, as a player, I could see that you translate as a coach. Would you want to stay on? Yeah, well, it was, it was funny because I, I had redshirted my first year, so I had an additional year. He actually asked me to stay on as a player, and I was already kind of in the position of like, hey, I'm ready to move on to coaching. Um, he took a chance on me, which is awesome. He didn't mm. know me at all. Um, but he kept me on as like a grad assistant would be the first role that I took on and then ops and then volunteer assistant for that last semester to year. Mm -hmm. um, crazy time. He ended up getting the head job at Arizona. I went with him to Arizona, which was incredible. Taking his guys with him. Oh, it was awesome. Right. Uh, went out there as the ops guy, worked there for uh, three years. College World Series in 2016 trip. Uh, Runner-up to Coastal Carolina, which mm. I'm pretty bitter about Sons that still to this day. Were you there like in Omaha, like championship game in the dugout every like yeah, the nine? Dude. Yeah. What was that atmosphere like? If we made digress, we'll digress, but we'll get back to it. No, but it's okay. This is perfect. Championship atmosphere. It was awesome. It was awesome. And anytime you're in the Midwest in the summers, there's a chance for like thunderstorms and rain, right? Mm -hmm. And so we we win game one, we lose game two, game three. We're lining up. We have everybody in the stands. And 20 minutes before first pitch, lightning strike, push it back, push it back, push it back. And at like 10.30, they go, we're not going to play the game tonight. They flip it to the next day. They bring in a, the guy that was supposed to, st to start is no longer starting. It's their ace because he has an extra day of rest. That's some horse shit. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, How about that? I feel so. like it should have been whoever – the eligibility should have been what when the game should have been played. But it's like, oh, I'm sorry, with you. Mother Nathan. It was crazy, dude. So how did the game turn out? Uh, we ended up losing. We had a, a runner at second or shoot, second and third. We were down one in the bottom of the ninth um, with two outs. Our, our, uh, an individual on our team struck out and ended our season. But Struck out looking? Uh, no, he's swinging. He went down swinging. I mean, he's uh, still. <laughs> every, yeah, the biggest thing, it was, it was nobody's fault. There are so many different plays in that series where you're like, God, we could have won it. But to, to be that close and not. It was kind of, it was tough. It's Been still there, tough. Dude, I still think about the section championship sometimes. Oh, yeah, this baby. fucking junior year, that just, oh, whenever I'm having a good day, I'm like, yep. all right, there we go. No, I'm sad. Can I remember? I yep. can't stand it. Yep. Or any Dixon football game we were no, ever a part of. Fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> I'm still having a really good day. Like, let's just ruin that. Cheeks. Uh, so, Arizona coaching. Yep. Met your wife there. Yep. No big deal. No, just really. Small life happening, I guess. Yeah, she was, uh, she was a center fielder. Mm -hmm. uh, at Arizona, she had just graduated. She um, was actually working our youth camps, which is where I met her. Oh, very good. Um, she way more athletic than I ever was, right? Like crazy <laughs> athlete uh, from the middle of Virginia. So it's like she got there, ended up uh, coming with me out to USD. So I went to University of San Diego, got a volunteer assistant job there, worked two years until 
two and a half years till COVID goes, mm -hmm. and then you know how it goes. Came back up north, so came up here, and I feel like all the kind of broken road of just what you had to go through, including COVID, set you up for major league university. Yeah, just to like go full board into it and have someone there that like supports you too. Yeah, it's. I was really hesitant, you know, leaving baseball. I think the biggest reason for me was there's just no security, you know, mm -hmm. in the job field and that. Number one, you're leaving it up to 18 to 22-year-old kids to, like, hopefully win for you. Because that's job security. That's job security. You win and you, you go. And if not, you get to either move on or find a new job. Or really, it's up to the head coach to stay or not. Mm -hmm. And if he moves, well. So is it – I didn't really think about that. If it's, like, a head coach that brought you on – if he's gone, the chances are his staff is gone with him. Either gone with him or not, right? Like if he doesn't, if they don't go, then they bring in a new head coach, and then the head coach is gonna hire his own staff. I got so you. It's just it's just a weird cycle that happens, and so you're either following the head coach, or in some cases the head coach goes, and then you're looking for another job. And when I'm, I just I had just gotten married, you know. So yeah, in 2020, that's... I was just like, you know what? This is I'm I'm ready to to get a little more grounding. Stability's that like I don't, when I'm thinking about what I want a job just knowing that I have that stable paycheck because people that do freelance whatever it's feast or famine I don't want to risk famine I guess even yeah. if the feast is a little bit smaller yeah but not indulging in whatever that that profession is yeah I'm just you know, stability is nice yeah <laughs> no doubt dude here we are I've done that before yeah I've done it before it's not fun the audio stays though, you know. Audio's good. Audio's good, <laughs> and then the bitch is like, because uh, the, the video and then the audio recording separately, they don't mesh. So I gotta go in and up. make sure they're synced up. Which there's been times where it's like my what? mouse moving, just nothing's uh, going on. Chappy, do you where do you edit it on? Uh, GarageBand for the audio. You have a little sequence going all GarageBand in the audio, and then put some music in it, and then go back and sync it up in iMovie. I need an upgrade to Premiere. Stop being a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> there's, I think there's an auto sync. There, an there's, auto sync? There's got to be a, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a feature where you can yeah, auto sync it. Because I would save easily 45 minutes to an hour. Just getting it going, but. <laughs> oh, hey, who knows? Turn the minor here leagues, we go. baby. Here it is. <laughs> um, and then here you are. Just, yeah. these hats are just. I'm, really? I'm juiced. I'm juiced. Can't wait to put some sweat stains in it. Yeah, buddy. It's going to be those big time. Well, uh, moving on, uh, Major League University. Uh, to the layperson, what would you say that is? We can round back to it. Yeah, simplest thing would be mindset or leadership training or both for athletes from youth to college. Um, basically, we're hitting individuals, so we'll have uh, online training or phone training for mm -hmm. individual one-on-one -on -one, um, training. We have group online training. And then we have camps, which are kind of like our three-headed like deal there. Um, and then Austin goes out and he does a lot of speaking in person with schools as well to, to hit all those too. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's um, it's been good. It's been really challenging because uh, I was a, a mental midget, as as coach would say, <laughs> right? You know, angles. So um, so learning that's been good. I think being able to call on a lot of things is is even better because I can go. I was you, you know, like mm -hmm. I've been in your situation. So. Uh, for me, my biggest thing is I like to hit on the youth camps. I love I love that part of it, and uh, it really fills my cup, as they say. Indeed. So so I try and do more of that. Austin does a lot of the speaking, which is which is great because um, 
I'm not a great public speaker, or I don't enjoy it. Get Excuse me. Let me retract. I got you. I got you. I don't enjoy it very much, so it gives me a little anxiety, to be honest. But. Uh, is there a specific age group you like? Because you uh, you just had a youth camp here, like in winners. In winners. Yeah. Shout out to John Rodriguez, big time. The go the, the guy, go Johnny. Um, yeah, no, he helped us line it up. Really awesome. We had about 30 to 50 kids. That's a uh, huge across, across two days, yeah, and wow. that was like limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we wanted to make sure we had like a bunch of the kids were really focused on baseball out there, and um, and John and the league covered it. It was awesome. They they hooked it up. So um, we're definitely going to be out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're trying to line something up potentially in the summer. We're trying to avoid a little bit of that heat we have coming through right now. A little bit, a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, the the youth camps. I would say probably the the ten to thirteen is like my favorite age though, because they kind of have a little bit more feel for it. You can get a little more in depth in the training. Mm-hmm. But, but I love it all. It's tough watching, like say, farm league or kids that are just can barely hold the bat, and yeah. like it, it's good to instill some sports in them when they're that young. But it's just kind of like at this point, just see if you want to play or not. And if you're out chasing butterflies, then get off the field. Do your God. thing, <laughs> dude. You go do kid, your thing. When you tell a kid, hey, you're not, you're not. You're not that guy, pal. Well, <laughs> Get the hell off the team. Well, we were talking, um, I don't know who I was talking with, uh, somebody on Twitter just today about, uh, my. oh, my mom had said it. We were Ooh. talking about the yips. So the yip. She goes. Mental yips. Yeah. She's like, I think I think today parents cause yips in kids more than anything. It's a good call. I was like, dude, quote of the year, mama calf. Yeah, know? yeah. Because it, it's just there's not enough parents that. I, and I was fortunate. My dad wasn't one that like grinded me on the drive home, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot to do, and like I have parents in, in situations that'll come up before lessons or games, and they'll straight up say, "So and so is having a tough time with this and this and this," like right in front of the kid, and it's like, man, that's tough. How much um, do you guys counsel? Like, it, it sounds like it's like a form of sports therapy. And do you have to address the parents sometimes? Because I didn't even think about asking you that, but. Talk about a mental just impact that parents have on their kids yeah. growing up and thinking if they're worth a damn. Yeah, it's hard because, you know, they're the ones paying for it, right? So it's a lot true. of the time, so what are, you, what are you supposed to do? You find a happy medium. You address some things that would help the situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's best that we just let him work on his own or, you know, do things like that. But other times, it's like you got to just let it go. And then you talk to the kid and you go, these are ways you can cope with that or deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's, it's hard because I think everyone has some sort of something going on, right? Whether it's parents or a girlfriend or home life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so to hit the right thing and, and to see it right in front of you, it's hard not to say, hey, just stop, right? Just stop, stop. Let's- uh, but it's like, where do you step in as like this paid consultant, but at the same time you're a human being and psychology and sports, I mean, they're, they're fucking hand in hand Yeah. and just how you guys are approaching that. It, I think it goes so much further than what people might think just looking at, Oh, leadership and mental performance. Yeah. There's probably a ton that you'd want to go and like help the home life so the kid can perform sports wise. No doubt. And that's, uh, I, sorry, it's uh, just, if you haven't read it, Matheny Manifesto, Mike Matheny, mm-hmm. best book on that all time. He talks about uh, he's a, he's obviously a manager in the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, he walked away from the game to coach his kids for a little bit, and mm-hmm. he saw all of this, right? Like the the brutality of co- parenting and coaching in yeah. sports. And so, like, he wrote this like manifesto to the parents, saying like, if you want to be a part of this, we're about training and getting better. And you can sit in the back. You don't cheer and you don't boo. Like there's no in between. You're just you just be a parent, be mm-hmm. encouraging. And I, 
encourage anybody to read it if you're a parent. You Solid j- uh, for for parents to read to help their kid like have the best sporting whatever the sport is. Just kind of shut up, I guess. Just yeah, let, let them experience right? it without your emotional yeah like, flooding. Yeah, it's um, who's Caesar Milan is the dog whisperer, mm-hmm. right? He does more tra- time training the the tr- the owners, right? Than yeah. The dogs, like you don't teach that. So like, this is my way of training the owners like here you go read this book let's mm-hmm. start there and then when you come out of it if you have more to say let's go from there but i always if i if it's on that fringy stuff i say hey let's try this i got you yeah that's that's sick <laughs> of just finding a having a kid every kid's a different equation just outside looking in just how am i going to figure this kid out what's going to appeal to them what's going on in their home life because it's that sports straight up therapeutic for me yeah up, like an escape or whatever bullshit's going on in life and it'd be tough that life is so bad or so difficult that sports don't give you that release. It's like it's not enough, right? Because you're just oh, I need to. I don't want to upset <laughs> dad or whatever. Or well, let's let's talk about your golf real quick. Oh boy! So if you were to go golfing and and every time you went out was like the last time you said mm-hmm. you had most recently it's you said terrible. it was the most. If you knew every time you were going to go out and do that, would you do it anymore? I would not. Or would you even want to? Right? Like not at all. That's how those kids feel. You know. And it's brought on by, a lot of times, the parents. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fear of failure and a game of, of failure is a real thing, but to yeah, not have fun doing it. Like, failure is a huge part of the game. I'm still able to, believe it or not, have fun. I was with Cousin Chad. Yeah. Having some keys. There's like a 15 or a keystone. I realize that's just college-level <laughs> swill, but it was only 14 bucks at the dollar store. Hey. But hey, now. All Shame. good, baby. Yes. Shame. <laughs> um, Shame. So, like, one of the first questions I had for you, in your experience just as a player, a coach, and doing what you've been doing for the past couple of years, um, why can't an athlete just kill it one day, go hard, play a great game, and then blunder in the next day in regards to like their mental performance. Like, yeah, that's that's a tough one, right? Like, cause it, like you said, everyone's a little bit different for, for their things. Some of it becomes, they become aware of something. Like, I think that's a big thing, right? Like, um, for example, if I lined you up to hit like 15 putts in a row, I said, do it fast. You probably bang a bunch of them home, miss some, but you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. But if I said, all right, these next one, I really want you to keep your wrists and arms super straight. like you just become super stiff, right? Mm-hmm. And and then for the next 15 putts, all you're thinking about is like that, right? And you're and freaking you out. you can't putt anymore, like it. And so if it's, sometimes it's that. Sometimes they become aware of something. Sometimes it's just day to day, right? Like yeah. athletes just don't feel as good. And then when they see the failure, they they realize it's they, there is kryptonite out there, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's they're not Superman anymore. And so now they notice it. So I think it's a lot more times it's, something comes into the situation or they find a little bit of failure and then they realize oh like i'm human like i'm going to fail they just let it creep oh yeah man oh my god um i was thinking about golf which in itself i mean such a mind fuck yeah of just (laughs) trying i do well when i'm not thinking about it but at the same time you kind of have to think think about it and don't think about it at the same time yeah that makes any sense Mm -hmm. and i was having this discussion playing pga 2k with skylar and calvert last night of what sport is so closely related to golf, I'd say baseball is probably the close on the other side of the coin. Yeah. Having that one-on-one interaction, that's like you stepping up to the tee box and it's just see what you can do. And Like, are you mentally there? Well, and, and think about how much time you have in between at bats versus and how much time you have in between shots. Like, yeah. if you're not riding in a cart, juicing it up, it's like a lot of times walking, you have so much time in between shots. You fucking you get a bitch. bad one. 
we're thinking about how bad that one was, like 90% of the walk, right? That's tough. Yeah, that. <laughs> Talk about reinforcement. Yeah, that, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I guess in that same vein, do you think a player, because we're talking about day-to-day, how it's just sports. Yeah. Um, do you think, uh, I may be a little poetic, that a player can only be so good on any given day. Say it's just faded, you're going to have a C-plus type day. Does mental toughness help that player? Say they're going to have a not the best day, but they're going to do like the best that they can with that kind of like threshold, that limit that day gives on them. Because yeah. the next day they could be 100% and kill it, but some days you're just not quite there. Do you think that's true for every athlete? 100%. And, it, and, and baseball players are a good example because of how many at-bats a season, you know, or how long the season is, right? Mm-hmm. Like consistency is what baseball is built on. And so when you see a guy that has – those guys that are in the big leagues have some of the toughest mental – you know, strength in Mm -hmm. in the world, I guess, as you would say, Um, they're there because they're able to play up to their ceiling on that day more often. Yep. Now, you know, Johnny cool guy might be like this guy, have this much ability day in and day out, a high level, Mm -hmm. but they're showing up at that 50% always. So when their level drops, like they're at that 25% versus the guy that's always going to be raising up to the challenge, whether he's feeling hundred percent or not. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think it's just, yes, being able to reach your potential more consistently is like a big deal with those athletes. How do you explain, uh, say, freak athletes that are just kind of divas? They're out drinking, partying like a Ric Flair. He can show up for the championship match the next day, hungover, but still put on a show. <laughs> Dude, you know, Ric Flair, but say, say like, say <laughs> like a John Daly yeah. or or Deion Sanders. You can go out rage all night, show up at the Super Bowl the next day, and you just know you're gonna. Is like arrogance that powerful? Part of it. Yeah. I think so. I think you fake it till you make it. And then if that's what got you there, like, why would you change? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, so some, mo- sometimes, most of the time, it catches up to you. There are very, to do very few people, right? Like Babe Ruth, Ric Flair, <laughs> you know, and John Daly are the three, right? Like, if, I, I don't even know anybody else. But uh, Deion Sanders, there you go. Uh, but that just doesn't happen very often because mm-hmm. those people always get caught, you know? They can't play at their best all the mm-hmm. time, but those people that do, that's their that is their routine. You know, like if if the guy has to go have five beers every night before uh, pitching the next day, mm-hmm. but he's you know that's what he does. Like sure, like you're an adult, do your thing. But you said a word that I incorporate a lot because I'd say uh, slightly OCD. I have my routine with things. How mm-hmm. important is routine? And say just like, are you guys dealing primarily with baseball players? A lot of baseball, a lot of softball, okay. um, but we do have other athletes. Some swimmers, I think, is interesting. I got you. Um, yeah, you Let's get go it, right? Let's go team, baby. So, uh, but yeah, definitely branching out and then seeing a lot more of the athletes or uh, just across the board because you're going into schools a little bit more too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's you'll see it. I don't know. It's just different day to day, really. I guess. What a routine um, should be for each athlete. Yeah. Let's see. How do I put this? We teach routines probably more than anything, I would say. Okay. Uh, we intro with that because it's like, hey, how are you going about your day-to-day stuff and something you can stay consistent at when the game itself isn't? So, like, if, we, like can, if we can teach a consistent routine, whether it works or not, like, you're eventually going to find something that works for you if that's chicken at lunch and whatever before your mm-hmm. game. Stay consistent with it, and then we'll see what the other factors are that are contributing to your your errors or your struggles. Cultivate good superstitions, I guess. Like right. you're wearing these socks or whatever, but at the same time, hopefully, 
say they don't have the right the right socks or whatever, and it doesn't just mentally yeah. fuck them. I'm not ready for yeah, it. Yeah, you right? don't want that, right? You don't you don't want it to fall on that. But G, um, uh, speaking of routine, uh, when you go up to bat, what's your uh, what's your like tap tap on the plate? Two swings? Or, like what what are you doing when you're up at the plate? Uh, I would so I'm still playing men's league. How about that? Yeah, let's still go. Still doing it. Um, no, I'm playing out in Sacramento. Sacramento okay. men's baseball league or something. But uh, I, I've changed a lot, but I've come to the point where I, I used to step in and look at a foul pole. Now I just look at a part in the bat. We always try and find a, yeah, find a focal point. Squeezing? Squeezing? Uh, yeah, I'm just a little relaxed. All right. You know, take a good breath. I have, like, these cleat marks that look like a smiley face on there. I got you. Good breath at that. And then it's uh, right foot dig in. I have to really step my left foot across because I like getting up on the thing. And then just at one tap and then just relax. I think the biggest thing is I... Again, I get so amped up when I try and hit that mm -hmm. I just try and calm down. You yeah. cocking the bat this way, lifting the leg up super high before the <laughs> No, actually, okay. just calmed, calm. So I uh, recently have picked up a little bit of a Nolan Arenado, like kind of waggle with both feet. I got you. You know, I just like kind of just a little bit. And then it's just become, uh, I've started thinking about hockey a lot because uh, I like to fly open when I swing. I spin, mm -hmm. I spin big time. So being able to like think about a slap shot, explosive, keeps me tight. I didn't realize how important because during the alumni game, pulled the old bleak and warming up. Did you? Just, oh no! Just didn't realize how important that, or just how much torque and how much your body twists just in every much throwing, hitting, even like running to a certain extent. Yeah. But just we do so much with our torsos and body, we just take it for granted once yeah. it's all working, hundred percent. But. Playing a uh, little infant outfield, I'd say reawaken with the winners uh, varsity baseball team. Just lit a fire in my ass. Just reawoke <laughs> that kind of love for baseball because I hadn't played yeah. in like ten years. And just hearing that chatter, just that that energy of your teammates, and maybe their mental state can influence a kid who's down. Yeah, you know, teammates. How big is that in your guys' like uh, mantra? Working with working with um, teams, especially. That's become the goal. We do a, an exercise where, um, and we got it from Dean Wellams, Team Elite, if you need to know. But uh, it's a rock, paper, scissor challenge. Makes it very basic because generally teams that are struggling are the mopey types, right? Like mm -hmm. the drag your blanket types. Um, I hate those teams. I know. So, <laughs> so to get them out of that, we say, hey, rock, paper, scissors, one-on-one. -on -one. If you win, that person now has to back you. He's there on your team. Oh, I got you. And now two of you are going. Your only job as the guy hyping is to be the most hyped person ever if they win, right? And then you and me would go, boom, boom, boom. Oh, you beat me. Now the two of us join your crew. And oh, then it, right? so that's sick. battle royale via rock, paper, scissors. And then you get down to the final and then like somebody wins and like 15 people on this team are just hyped, right? <laughs> and like, how simple is that I to make it. it? And so like, if you can bring that kind of energy to a game of rock, paper, scissors, like, you're playing baseball like this is something mm. you love to do like i think that's the number one thing we do with teams uh individually and i've talked with a player at uc davis about this when you're struggling we think it's all everyone's looking at me it's my fault mm -hmm. I, i'm losing it but when you pick somebody up or you're helping somebody else like you're adding to the team without even like trying mm -hmm. you know so like if your goal that day is to pick up as many people as possible you'll come out feeling good because you did your job and the focus becomes off of you. Like, you can just go play, so. You ever had a team, teammate do that for you, like, um, playing college or, because I can only imagine that the pressure beyond <laughs> high school ball, maybe it's a little bit more. <laughs> like, do you put pressure on yourself when you're, always, you're playing football? Always, dude. It was, um, I was, 
a bullpen catcher coming in, basically. Very good. Uh, 150 pounds coming out of high school, five whatever. <laughs> um, just like not ready for college baseball. Um, Did you tell yourself that, or was it just kind no. of like a fact? I walked out of Winters High School thinking I was the dude. Like, you know. <laughs> You're our dude, though. That's right. That's yeah. right. But, uh, yeah, you kind of get woken up a little bit when you start facing those guys at D1 and really across college. College baseball is mm-hmm. really hard. So um, we're there, and, and there's definitely times, freshman year especially, where I was like, I don't belong here. You know, yeah. the imposter syndrome kicks in, which is – something we all do have from time to time mm-hmm. um and then after my uh, i want to say it was december my freshman year i got brought into the office and was told hey like you're not you're the last one cut you're 36 out of 35 on the roster so you have two options you can leave or stay like you can stay red shirt try again next year we're going to try and out recruit you mm-hmm. or you can go transfer to junior college and for me i i loved the school so much it was close enough to home um, I would be able to get the four-year experience whether yeah. I did it or not. So, like, I stayed. Um, and that next year I was told, hey, you're 35 out of 35. You just made it. Let's go. Which was awesome, right? Like, so you yeah. tried again. Like, you stuck with it. How, yeah. how hard was it to, like, not take that as, like, I can only imagine how devastating that was, like, what you're going through. Yeah. Hey, you're not good enough to yeah. make it. It, it, was, it was definitely hard. Uh, ego crushing, I guess, for Jesus that first Christ. year, right? Because you're watching. And, and I'm rooming with dudes that are – going on the team like traveling and all this stuff which sucks so you had to sit there and watch them live it up play the game while you're just sitting at home just kansas university week one you know like and i'm just sitting at home and and but it did it lit a fire under me a little bit and and made me kind of realize like i'm i need to be better because otherwise like what am i i I came to college for two years and didn't try like that's not it so did you need humbling looking back at it uh i don't know if i needed humbling um i think the biggest thing was i needed um i needed to be shown that there was more Mm -hmm. you know i I, and not i don't think it was humble because i i didn't think i was like that tight when i got there at all you never had that like aura about you either like oh it's ray thinks this shit don't stink no that wasn't the goal that wasn't the goal (laughs) i need but you need a little bit of that for baseball i think Mm -hmm. you know like you need a little bit of that edge um which helped me and and i got it back as i continued to play but that first freshman year was like struggling at the bat like struggling to play defense like just not finding my why were you just in your own head about it or just you didn't you're like, oh, it was survival mode overtaking, like, the joy of the game. thousand percent. Yeah. That's oh. it. That is it. Because, like, it, part of it, if I was big, if I was a jack dude, right, like, mm-hmm. at least in the weight room, I was winning, you mm-hmm. know. But when I'm getting put with, like, the little guy group, you know. <laughs> they, they segregated you guys. Oh, yeah, because, like, you can't lift it. I can't lift it a rack for the guy that's 230. Yeah, like, yeah. that's not going to work. So me and the little guys at the far end are, you know, doing our thing. And so it's a battle between us, you know? Mm-hmm. And then those little guys were already playing. So now it's like, God, I got a lot of work to do, you know? Um, but yeah, it was it was a good experience. And, and I feel like I, I'm i definitely who I am today because of it. Like, I, I wouldn't trade that for the world. Do you need the failures? Yeah. You fucking smile. No, I mean, a failure, I guess, technically, but just such a learning experience and a way for you to grow. And uh, did you learn a lot more from your teammates as well as the coaches? Yeah, I... Um, I, I immediately, when it happened, I reached out to one of the upperclassmen that I knew had gone through a very similar situation. Mm-hmm. He was a junior. He had redshirted two years prior, like same deal. And he gave me very clear advice. Like, it's not the end of the world, number one. Like, you're fine. 
you you can go play somewhere else if you want you can stay if you want it's like your choice that's mm-hmm. cool and number two like you can make it here you just have to work you know like you you're good enough to do it you just have to work mm-hmm. and for me that took a lot of pressure off because it was like yeah. like i don't have to be this guy for anybody but myself right like and then when that became hey let's go have fun and go earn this thing i got a lot better and, and enjoyed it and learned so much as we were going that I mean, it was awesome. Great trip. What was that that turning point for you? I guess talking to that guy. Then where where along the way was it? Not survival mode, but you you found your why and you were able to play to like as loose because no, you're never better than when you're loose. Yeah, oh yeah. When you're just out there being the sport of baseball, I guess you're in that meta state. Like, what when was that turning point for? Like, I guess you stopped stressing so much and just you just played like Ray. Uh, <laughs> there's two different points. I think that. Uh, Sophomore, junior year, um, I became very, I, very talented on defense. Like, I focused on that a lot. and Because so, you were never before, right? <laughs> I, I got really good at defense. And then um, we had a freshman shortstop that came in, and I kind of, like, took him under my wing. And That's so, cool. like, being able to do that um, and work with him while I improved, I, I really started focusing on, like, hey, I, I want my defense in pregame to be, like, the sickest pregame ever right mm-hmm. like web gym status stuff and that was the goal and so I started having so much fun doing that and then it wasn't really until after everything finished up that I was um in Washington playing summer ball or Oregon excuse me mm-hmm. playing summer ball after my four years I knew that I wasn't going to play when I came back this is when Jay had done it so I had a summer just to play mm-hmm. and I was like my only goal because I didn't play a whole lot is to make the all-star game for this summer and just ball out you know mm-hmm. ended up doing it like had so much fun that summer that like and for me it was like that was i was playing for me which is is hard to find you know and just at that top tier level of just like that's gotta be sick knowing you can perform with the best of competition yeah i was i mean obviously we weren't in the sec like i was playing summer ball against some younger dudes like oh, when good. i was playing that summer but at the same time like yeah it was so cool that like to be recognized i think after I think it was 22 at the time, Mm -hmm. 22 years of baseball and kind of culminating in like, Hey, this is it. Like, good job. You know, move on to something else. It was was really cool. That's dope. You're able to kind of have that cathartic, that, that, that closure, I guess. Um, did mentoring that young shortstop kind of poke at you a little bit? Hey, maybe coaching is a possibility. Or did you think about coaching before that? I think I started thinking about coaching probably like my sophomore year, like Mm -hmm. of, of college, not high school. Um, I think that was about the time where I realized like I'm I'm not I'm not getting drafted you know like mm-hmm. and if I'm getting drafted like I don't really want to grind through the minor leagues like it just wasn't my goal um, and I'd always like working with kids mm-hmm. so I was like hey this might be an opportunity it just really happened to be perfect timing that Jay got that job yeah and I could move into it so uh, it was a lot of fun working with him and and like kind of mentoring him for sure uh, he actually is a coach himself now at Nevada which is it's cool to see but like just being able to go have fun and, and mentor dudes on your own team as the upperclassman was really, really kind of a, That's a push towards it for sure. It's cool having that. I like being an eighth grade buddy to a kindergartner. There's always yeah. that kind of being a mentor. It's nice having someone look up to you, I guess, or just, and have that relationship, something special. Cause I, I remember having people take me under the wing, whether it's on gamblers or whatever, just older guys. There's something nice knowing that this older, tougher guy has your back. Yeah. Which is kind of, 
That's cool. Shout out to Nick Hedrick. Nick Hedrick, the Lucero. swan dive into the fray. The one baseball brawl I've ever been in. Yep, shout out. Gamblers. Um, Gleason. Michael, Michael Gleason. Gleason. Yep, all those guys have played a huge role in, in my development for sure. And that's, like you said, being able to mentor a younger guy and pass the buck. And have all those dog fights we were in in high school. Not like actual fights, but just close, tough games. Those games against Sutter just... Yeah. Even if you don't win, you have that experience now, like high pressure and just being able to keep, com- keep composure. Coach Ingles prepared me so well for college baseball. Yeah. Like, I swear, like even if your talent wasn't there, you would have been able to hang in in Nevada. Like, that, because your mindset. That's what, um, it was Jake Roberts? One of the kids that he wanted to play Sonoma State a little bit, and just I interviewed him for the paper, and just Ingles mentality just hitting liners during infield outfield i was more nervous for infield outfield before any baseball game the game itself is nothing if i can make it through infield outfield yeah like all right boys like (laughs) we're good to go that's right if we didn't get pulled off it was a good day you know damn um what's a prime example of mental toughness that you've seen either your plan or seen a kid display or just maybe preparation i I know it's kind of an open-ended question but if there's anything that comes to mind of just that while wow, that kid was like locked in yeah you know I, I think there's there's been a lot of cases of that I've I think holistically um Zach Gibbons and Cody Rammer were two he was an infielder and outfielder at Arizona that year we went to the college world series they both on the season had over 100 hits each which is Jesus. absurd yeah right? like you play 56 games in a regular season and so like I think across the board that consistency and mental toughness for them was one that stood out I think one that um, kind of put it in perspective for me in that same trip, uh, Bobby Dahlbeck plays for the Red Sox now. He comes in to pitch, um, error drops behind Cody Rammer at second base, uh, or he kicks one. Next pitch, gives up a hung changeup out of the park, oh, gives geez. up the lead, and this is game three of the College World Series to, mm-hmm. to end it, right? And, like, Rammer, uh, dude, this is wild. You look up the video. It's incredible. So, like, they bring him up to the mound. Jay goes to pull him out, right? Bobby gets somebody else in. Raymer's like in tears, you know, oh, middle of the game. And people are seeing it. Like you could see him. Oh yeah. Kinda. Like it was, it was, it was air lifted the air out of everything, yeah. you know? And so like, and Dahlbeck goes up and like puts his arm around him. He's like, you're good. Like that. And like in that moment for a guy to have given up a game leading Homer on a changeup belt high, that was belted you know after an error that would have gotten him out of the inning yeah and to go right up to that guy yeah go right up to that guy and say hey like you're good like that was something that's always stood out as like and maybe he didn't perform in that moment but like to have the feel or like perspective on the situation at that time like that's always something that stood out to me don't crush this kid's like career it's already gonna be tough enough just with this memory yeah just now he's also gonna remember this guy had my back yeah Always. Which so is, cool. Oof. Fuck, that's a... I know. That's something. I, um, I guess the, the flip side of that question, um, what's like an absolute mental collapse, oh. I guess? I mean, other than my own mental collapse on... You don't need to call golf, anybody else out, I guess. In but golf, yeah. yeah so <laughs> I, I, no, I mean, you see it a lot on the golf golf course because oh, like God. it can just pile up, you know? Um, for me, my my I almost cracked 80 one time. And I had a five. No shit. I had a five. I had a five footer to crack. And, and no, no, oh. no dice. So it's oh, like. What was Ray's reaction to that? 
Oh, not frustrated because like that was the best round I'd ever shot, hands yeah. down. You know, like not even close. But at the same time, going like, damn, like. Could've but been. I thought about it, right? Like it was in the. In Would've the been system. a seventy-nine. Would've been seventy-nine first one ever. Did you you hit, probably only. You two putt that at least. You put it in afterwards. Yeah, no, it was good two putt, but it was just. <laughs> but after you missed that first one, you're like, oh Jesus, don't miss another one, you know. There's nothing like it's so funny. Talk about mentality and perspective a 20 foot bogey putt on one foot you'll have more chances of making than like a two foot fucking birdie cody romero prime example of a one footer lean back just put it and it's usually in because it's like no thoughts but the minute you go rigid it's over oh my god that two feet might as well i don't know i've never <laughs> mind fucked myself more than a two foot Dude, birdie no putt. doubt no doubt uh hold on debbie gertz texted me real quick all good They're going up to Lake Tahoe, her and old Benny Blue. Ah. With the lather, their dog, uh, Ragnar. Ragnar. Little Ragnar, little, little goofy yellow lab, just nice. doesn't stop wiggling. He's he's uh, still a puppy. He's just in a dog's body. Nice. It's just a goofy little fucker. How old? Love him. I would say just around two. Ah, still, still just yeah. Young pup, just you just squish his face, and he's yeah. still like the biggest lap dog. Yeah, hyper, like absolutely, yeah, big, big My athlete, big time athlete, like a up. like a Gronkowski. Nice, that's it. Love yeah, him. big, barrel chested. <laughs> um, goodness gracious, yeah, mental meltdowns, and that kind of. <laughs> maybe I'll save this question. <laughs> well, what advice would you give Will Smith in terms of being more uh-huh. mentally tough? <laughs> Is it a good thing to go up and just slap your pitcher when he's not talk, doing I well? I mean, talk about, Jesus. you know, going into life knowing you're going to fail sometimes. So. <laughs> How about that, right? Like, that's, I don't know. I don't know about Will and Jada's situation. I don't, I don't know if I want to know. No, that's it's difficult. a tough deal. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on some of the best athletes that I've seen just play with such raw emotion. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it's kind of a double-edged sword because that can cost you it because it's like emotions takes over your mental your composure yeah and the prime example is say draymond green kicks lebron in the nuts gets booted for the next game they lose the nba finals if he was there like maybe they still lose but at least he would have been there for the next game and just is that is there a middle ground between playing with those crazy emotions, but at the same time, if you like lessen that, would that athlete still be as effective? Uh, is that's what you think, right? Is like if you tell Draymond to chill, like do you even get there? He can't do it. I don't think he can. I don't think so either, because that's the player he is, you mm. know. And I think I think there are, especially on the pitcher's mound, like like that is one where you, Scherzer can be hyped up all yeah, the time, yeah. ultra aggressive, versus. Um, I don't know, Nate Bumgarner, who is the opposite and very relaxed. Like, mm-hmm. he never showed. Um, I like the guys that have a little fire because, yeah. Fuck yeah. you know, that's who you want on your team, right? Um, they can but, inspire, like, their go play, like, their hustle plays can inspire the team, though, get you right, fired up. no doubt. But they can also dampen the team when they're the slaps, right? Yeah. Or they get kicked out of, you know, and for the next playoff game. Like, mm-hmm. they're out. Like, those things, there is a double-edged sword, like you said. I think at the best thing is to have those guys – and have them be great teammates. Yeah, if they absolutely. can, if they can just be in your face against, like against you, but when you're on your team, like be the best teammates ever. That's the you Hall of love Famer. those guys. Love yeah. them. Hate playing them, but love. If love they're them. on their team, like everybody hates on them until they're on your team, yeah. and then you're like, that's my dog, my boy. Like, a dog. <laughs> that's my <Your> boy. Dog. <laughs> that's right. It's uh, as a pitcher. Not I'm not a pitcher, but 
to pitch with emotion, just motherfucker. Like, if mm-hmm. all you're doing is pumping heat, I guess. Is yeah. that is anger good for heat, or could it affect the changeup or a curveball? Yeah. Can you throw can you, a curve angry? I don't know. Can you throw strikes with it? You know, I think is the biggest question. Is like, if you can pitch with that, and, and you need to bring it every day. You, mm-hmm. you can't be that guy on Wednesday and then be the dog on Thursday, you know? You Always have to be that, yeah, same dude, which it's tough because, I mean, Scherzer practices that in his bullpens. Like, he looks angry in his bullpens, you know? I do like that. Which is awesome, right, if you're that guy all the time. But the, the hard part is when people start, you know, using it as, hey, I'm going to get pumped up this time, and it's, like, fake energy, mm-hmm. then that can be so deflating. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is like, this fuck this guy. This act, guy, acting. right? You yeah. can feel it, though. You can feel authenticity. Yeah. I think with somebody who's juiced, and I love seeing players, like, have each other's back. Say there's guys that uh, don't get along, but come game time, the other guys have each other's back, I yeah. guess. It's, I don't know, sports are just dope like that, I guess. I love they, it. They mend bridges. Can sports save the world? I think they can't. Or uh-huh. Athletics, I guess. <laughs> athletics? athletics. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I think I think sports bring people together enough. Truly, you know, I, I really a World Cup coming up. How about that? I, I don't know where it's at. Me neither. <laughs> I have no idea, but somewhere, and hopefully, the impoverished people that built everything will enjoy it for those couple months. <laughs> I hope so. And then they'll just fall apart. Mm. Um, just bring a little money to the area. It's nice. Good for them. Good. Like Brazil. <laughs> Who knows what's going on with the, like the World Cup? I guess they're called white elephants. If, like when there's a huge event, say like in Greece or wherever, where there's Olympics or the World Cup, all these huge buildings are made, and then after the fact, who's taking care of them? Yeah. What money's going into it? It's crazy. They just become overgrown with weeds and shit, and that's... Yeah, because what events are you going to host, you know, for that many people? Making mud pies or something. Do we have... Uh, Olympics are coming United States soon, I right? think they might be. I heard some, some grumbles that there's something of that or the World Cup, or we're in contention for something at least. We bring could, it on. We could use it. Once in my lifetime, I'd like to go. You know. Olympics? One, Olympics or, or World Cup? Either or. I, I think I think the World Cup would probably be more intense. Yeah. But we never have a team in it. You know? We never <laughs> have a team. team that's like going to go far. The one sporting event, it's not any one specific, but I would love to go to the UK over there. Just have, like, wake up at, like, five, go to a pub, start drinking, just have that. Be so sick. Just go there, watch the soccer game, football game, sorry, and just lose our shit. Get the the, the Venezuela, well. yeah. Just going off, and then afterwards oh, yeah. go and drink more, dude. I, not let's go. I, UK, Scotland, Ireland, somewhere out there. Ireland, Ireland would be sweet. Ireland would be awesome. Play some golf over there. Yeah, I think I'm in for all of it. Yeah, all the above. So let's go. <laughs> uh, bringing over the, uh, is it MLU? Just nice, quicker. I like a good like a good little acronym there. Yeah. And then it's uh, the podcast you have. It's the Champions Champion School podcast. It's we've been trying to get that thing switched on Apple. You know, it's been a deal. But Champion School podcast presented by Major League University. If you go to the Major League University YouTube channel, we have full extensions there. All the contacts. But yeah, it's you know. been good. Uh, yeah. Got some some really good guests. We've started getting more like big leaguers coming in. Matt Strom was in last week or two weeks ago with the Red Sox. Uh, we have had some, that's sick, dude. It's it's been you, awesome. You a little starstruck when you talk to some of these big leaguers? At first, I was like Ryan O'Hearn and like some other dudes with the Royals, like Tyler Zuber. First time we we're talking to him, like a, even podcasting in general. I think you've probably gotten much better as you've gone, right? Obviously, you're oh, actually never uh, mind. Uh, not Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Aaron. Aaron's been a dude. Lindsey's been a dude from day one, but I've gotten a lot better personally. Um, because again, it goes back to like the public speaking. Like it, mm. I get nervous sometimes when I sit down and talk, even if it's right here. And I know like 
thousands of people are watching thousands. this right now, you know? So, uh, yeah, <laughs> again, I've gotten better. It's been awesome uh, getting to know some of those dudes and then even just, like, following them around or along throughout their year because yeah. you're like, uh, you know, I was with that guy. Or uh, we've had the UVA and UGA head coaches uh, for baseball we're both on. They're having incredible seasons. Duke softball head coach Marissa Young was on it. They're, I think, number 12 in the country for the regionals. Like, we've had some really cool guests, which has been awesome. That's sick. Yeah. Just having that that elite repertoire. And uh, you just find out these are just human beings. Yeah. They just happen to have badass jobs and are amazing athletes. That's right. Are, are uh, softball players, like, chawing as much as major leaguers? <laughs> there got to be some gals out there just there are <laughs> spitting through them. There are some out there. Uh, I don't personally know that many of them. Yep. I've, I've known one in my time, and it was when I was a player. Oh, Mad- <laughs> EMAC has been a big char. Yeah, yeah. Upper deck, uh, I'm sure. But, yeah, nah, the, not very many chewers that will – open at least females that'll openly tell you mm-hmm. that they do you know have you did you ever dabble when you were playing yeah i did for a long time um i ended up when was it at arizona after arizona when i made the switch to usd mm-hmm. usd's head coach had a no chew policy and so that was like a, okay Ooh. let's like let's try it you know went into the grinds train have you ever chewed grinds mm-hmm. it's uh, coffee grinds it looks like oh, dip, okay okay dip yeah. pouches that are coffee grinds that helped a lot uh was using that for a long time and have been i mean i'll throw one every once in a while you get a little caffeine little little jitters uh yeah it. yeah it depends i mean i i'll feel it every once in a while you yeah. know but it's more of just like having something that... did it increase your play at all or is it just part of the baseball culture i feel like from what I've heard, I could be way off base of just when you're in the bigs or whatever, you, you chew. That's what you dude, do. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me, it started because of how much I wasn't playing. You know, I'm watching mm-hmm. so much baseball on the bench in, in college at that time that I was like, dude, okay, like, whatever. Let's try it. I, one trip, you know, and then that turned into a habit. And then you're like, okay, oh, shit. now I'm playing ba- – anytime I'm around baseball, like, I'll throw a chew in. And then it's like I'm out at baseball all the time, you know, and so. You a skull man, you go and cope, you go and Riz. Cope Wintergreen Cope Wintergreen. Yeah. Oh, it's Yeah, that was, that was the go-to. I haven't had a, a real Cope Wintergreen in – over a year probably two years but i have had some straight itching for it oh yeah nah i would it's been nice because when you finally move off it you're like god no more spitters no yeah. more gross mess the like my mouth fucking feels water normal bottles. again oh. like yeah no it's uh that's t- hey tony gwynn babe i mean if anybody wants an example like the yeah. god himself you know and in san diego like that's where that's why his rule was like hey if, if you want any any reason not to like look at that you know, and it's like, okay. No, it's, um, that, I, I knew it wasn't for me. I lost to Keith and rock, paper, scissors after working at the landfill one day. Yep. It's like, all right, I'll put it in a pouch. Within five minutes, I was buzzed, drunk, and hung over until I just took that shit out. Mm. I just could yeah. not imagine Probably doing the best anything. thing for you. Yeah, I yeah. was happy. Cost my parents a ton of dental bills. Yeah. Even leading up to that, I was like, yeah. I can't, I can't do this to Benny and Debbie. No, that's yeah, it's a good reason. I I encourage those to try it one time to get it out of the way. Yeah. And hopefully you get sick and you just never throw up again. on the bus on the eating a burrito. Again. Was it Jared yeah. Nay? Call him. Jer- shout out Jared Nay. Jane. Was that him to throw up or was that Higgins? I don't even remember, man. Somebody being yeah, silly back in the day. Some young gohard put in some red man. Yeah, it's not worth it. Don't do. It. <laughs> it's not worth. Have it. Have some big league chew. Not even once. Right? Not even. 
Let's see, uh, Project Sandlot. Sandlot, there. baby. What's this? Like, yes, I love the like Supreme. Yeah. Just variation. Yeah, thank you. It, no, not Supreme. It's completely. It's awesome. Sandlot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Sandlot. Yeah, man. What we got going on there? So, basic breakdown. Project Sandlot, I guess, is uh, our NFT. If you don't know what that is, it's non fungible token. It's a way of uh, directing one link that you own to a specific picture, and that link will get you access to things like. Uh, we kind of have like a pick 'em league that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can earn surprises with uh, anybody that owns one of them. Are going to be meeting us out at the World Series. They can go to the College World Series. We'll pick them up for That's tickets dope. Friday and Saturday. Yeah, so it's going to be good. Uh, the the main reason we're doing it is for these youth camps. We want to lower costs on some of these camps. Be able mm-hmm. to put some of them on for free. Uh, and so yeah, we've been selling these. We sold uh, 450 something total. Uh, no we big raised deal. Like 30k for for youth. Um, sports, which is pretty awesome. Let's so, go. Yeah, we're still selling them. Got the gear. ProjectSandlot.com is where you'll be able to see that. Get them up. Get them up. Uh, Plug then, it, baby. Let's that's go. Right, that's right. Uh, and then, yeah, anybody that doesn't know anything about crypto, hit me up. Like, I can help you out. It's it's a weird, weird time. You're the one that first told me we're, I think, golfing at Wild Wings, and you're telling Skylar and I about NFTs. I just could not understand like yeah, what the fuck is going on. That was months ago. That was when it was still at first, like, early kicking off, and now... Shit, you're 3D designing. It. Look, like you, I feel like your artistic skills from when you're starting, after making all the NFTs, and then now moving into 3D design. Yeah, like that's that's kind of fucking cool. It's been awesome. Your... It's hard, you know. I, I, there's a lot of YouTube tutorials. Is, mm-hmm. is the big thing, but it's been really cool to kind of like be artistic, and I think like I think everybody that plays a sport needs to have something else, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and a way for us to get away, and that's that is it for me. It's like art and I would video s- games. Say that athletes are kind of the modern day like warrior poet. Like you need that creative outlet, and you find yourself being able to be creative on a whim with what you're doing now. Yeah, I, much better. You know, um, in in the past with baseball, I think I I used podcasts a lot because it was easy. Yeah, uh, I could kind of just dive into that. But even then. Um, I'd always kind of had a thing for like video editing. Like mm-hmm. I love doing it and shout out Miss Goldbar, right? Back in the day. Goldbar. Got me into it, right? And Putting so, some music on the like on it too. Just that's yeah. probably my favorite part of like mi- matching a certain moment. Say like you get a hit and just have the beat drop as the bat like it's, cracks the ball. feels so good, you know? Oh. It's, you know, and making somebody else smile, watch it. Like yeah. that's, that's something for me I've always loved doing. And then that's just branched into like, hey, let's draw these characters. Let's learn video and... I'm starting to get into animation, which is like a whole nother. That's round. a whole. Can- we could do like another podcast, just like say, podcast or baseball, like sports aside, just creativity and yeah. just the different programs out there and shit. I'm down. It's wild what people are, can can do. Just even like the stylists, they have a like their the pads, their digital pad, and they're just using their stylus, switching mm-hmm. the brushes, and just it's That's, incredible what people are doing though. Have you seen the new Unreal Engine? Mm-mm. Uh, Bro, for which video game? So no, it's like it, it's for general. it'll be it's like a, uh, it's a kit. So like all you have to do, you download it's free, mm-hmm. so you can use Unreal Engine and you can start modeling and making video games and stuff. Anyways, the new Unreal Engine has this feature where you can take the light in the room mm-hmm. and uh, like close the blinds in real time. What? And the shadow on the outside and the bounce light on the outside and the bounce light in the room will change as you're moving it around in the thing. So you can change reality. Dude. On a whim. Yeah. Like, they're scanning things, 3D, like trees and stuff and rocks into this program that you can just drag and drop now. 
and like build immersive realistic worlds in like, and it'll minutes. it'll hold its position its perspective i guess no matter is this like a program you put into your phone or when you're recording yeah so it's this is what some of these video games are being built on so like the new tomb raider um i don't know uh the matrix is one mm -hmm. so the they built out when they made this program they built out an entire new york style city for the matrix 3d thing mm -hmm. with all ai driven cars all the lighting and stuff you can change the weather and like you can walk around and fly around in this thing dude you that got you sick. have to see it it's insane because they've found ways now so that like if that's far away from you mm -hmm. you they don't bring in all the detail but the closer you get they'll bring in millions of polygons so i like, love it dude it's it's insane that's so this is where sick. we're going this okay. is where we're going been getting video games kind of like went down a little bit i knew i needed something to like Pick it back up. PGA 2K21 has been... Is that the guy? I love it. And yep. uh, Elden Ring. Yeah, how that is that? It is... It is so goddamn tough. Like, believe in the hype how tough it is. And then, uh, at the same time, it kind of... It's like the last kind of way that a, a uh, video game can be like a classic video game where it's just... It's a grind. There's only one difficulty, and it's just a grind. And it's cool because everybody is facing that same difficulty, and you're... I'm, I talk about holler my boy Yvonne Martinez yeah. because he's playing like how do I get past this part and there's little parts where you can click a message from other players hey try this or whatever so you're just figuring it out finding a boss it sucks because you're gonna die a million times but it's just a puzzle to solve how, how yeah. am I gonna beat this fucker is is that how big is that map is it huge that's big yeah big, big map it's so dude I think like that it might have been built on Unreal mm -hmm. who knows I don't know it's smooth and even when there's a ton of enemies because there's it's a lot yeah it slows down, but it kind of looks like cool kind of anime. It's it's choppy, but it, it can flow. You understand yeah. it's going. It doesn't ruin itself. And it's just, it's a it's a gnarly game. I find myself just, it's like, oh, I could be writing or editing, but I'm like, I have an hour. Let's yeah, let's get, let's get weird. In, it's all good. And just when you're finally able to big boy somebody and just, because I just got this giant fucking hammer. <laughs> and uh, like, even like this, if you're sleeping on the, like the regular soldiers, like they could tune you up like you get killed you're like what the hell just happened yeah so never take anybody lightly there's That's like small awesome. guys 150 pounds coming in like they're ready to be bad guys how many, how many hours have you put in already uh, lots. <laughs> too many too many well i i've been bad the past uh week because like i finished like a short story so i'm just in that kind of oh i've yeah. done it so i can slack off but it's just it's fun like it's a it's a good escape i guess yeah um but i try to if there's ever a point where I'm playing more video games than I am writing or putting investing in my other passions, something's fucking wrong. Yeah. So I got you exactly. gotta check yourself. Means you're not happy doing the writing anymore, you know, like or whatever. Oh, it's just like, is this what I want to be known for video gaming or like <laughs> grinding, getting it done, yep. working on a second draft and shit. So yep. it's uh you know, that that shit that would be the way to get my supplemental income to like finally get something published. That that would be the move. As much as the podcasting is dope, to be like an author. Yeah, that's a fucking that's a move, dude. So. you and my wife talks about it all the time. Yo, she loves your writing. She loves your writing. Uh, it really warmed my heart, like when people tell you that they're engaging whatever content you're putting out there yeah. and say it's writing. Like that, that meant a lot to me. So like, shout out to Emac. That yeah. just she loves it, dude. That's that, awesome. I think 
and and I'll have to show you a couple of things that I found online that makes it easy. Mm. But you can put your short stories, and they'll AI will build out a video for you, so it it'll do it, and you can read it off no and shit. put your voice over it if you wanted to, too, yeah. which is make it more personal. But it'll make some kind of like slideshowy, videoy type thing that you can just it'll upload for yourself. You That's know, it's cool. Super easy. So yeah, I feel like you're way more like you're far more. Uh, and like staying into like what's going on like right now, what tech, what technology is available right now? I'm I'm on a computer twenty four seven, dude. Like I, it's working though. And Twitter helps. Twitter Twitter, Twitter gets the insight on. Shout on out what's to Elon. Up. That's right, my yeah. boy. I love that. Let's go. Um, uh, next where I'm gonna. I don't know if I'll put it out on Instagram just yet, but like I want to like rip the reader's heart out a little bit. Yeah. There's a boy with cancer. A oh. little boy. Yeah. Uh, that's all good. What, what, for you when you're writing, what's like your favorite uh, fiction? But like, what's your favorite like genre to get into? Because you've bounced around a little bit. A little bit. I've just been writing some weird shit. This was the great. first um, love, like medieval fantasy, mm-hmm. magic and shit like that. Yeah. And the one I'm gonna, because I wrote like the first draft of like a novel, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And looking back at it now, that's so clunky. And now that I've taken, I want to say like two years away from it, I'm ready to get back in and kind of make this cyberpunk kind of magic mixer like yeah. is it technology or is it magic or somewhere in between blend something like that That's something sick. really just not super fantasy but i guess like yeah super techno nice techno magic fuck it i love it I love, yeah, yeah. um That's but dope. until then until then we have a uh, the ending portion of the pod a little yeah. off the off the cuff got, oh yeah yeah we got it uh, 10 questions may or may not have anything to do with what we've been talking about um so here they are you ready for right. step up to the step up to the plate um, maybe I do like that. I like to sit back, look at it, make the picture wait a little bit for you. Yeah, if you if you can't enjoy your walk-up song, what are you doing with it? What is your walk-up song? Uh, it was No Church in the Wild was the one I had for a long time. Kanye West. That I can dig it. Oh! Okay, that's that song. Until it, until it drops like the line about cocaine, then you gotta use the instrumental. But Just get in there. Yeah, yeah. instrumental's fine. Yeah. It's all good. All good. <laughs> no, that is a sick, that is a sick yeah. uh, walk-up intro. Um, well, in the same vein of baseball, what is the best ballpark snack? I'm a nachos guy. Nachos? Dude, even at the Winners Little League field, dude, I That's went clean. into a game the other night with a friend playing, but got the nachos with like as many jalapenos as you can get. Your jalapeno don't, got it too? Love it. Circle nachos. Circle maybe, nachos. Maybe triangle. Don't mind, don't mind the triangles. I feel like I can get a little bit more scoop with the uh, circular ones. I, I can dig the circle ones yeah, for sure. big on that. Yeah, especially at the Winners Little League park. Oh, so fire. Them and those, those steamed hot dogs. Those hot dogs are fire, and for whatever reason, the, I was talking about the ice uh, that they have there. You get a soda with the ice ice and their ice is just like uh, the pellets oh so good pellets are solid so good um because there's now i'm thinking about there's little league ballpark fair but then there's major league where you get your garlic fries you get some weird shit if i'm good there. yeah gilroy garlic fries over there at giant stadium gotta do yep. it uh that's the go-to i forget i sleep on how much candy was available at little league parks like the fun dips the sugar straws non-stop like dive if how you want diabetes play? you can get it <laughs> how how did we ever play? Free soda afterwards. I just, we were just made of rubber back then. We're like, the no food could hurt us. No injury would stop us. No. Savages. <laughs> um, who is the one MLB player you'd want to interview on your podcast? You've already said you've had it before. Uh, uh, is there anybody else that's on your hit list you'd really want to get? Yeah, I'd like to talk with Judge. I think would be a yeah. good one. Uh, we played, he was at 
Fresno State while we were at Nevada. So he went to Fresno State? Dude. Is he from California? Uh, I don't know. I think he is from California. Um, oh, but, God, he was so big, you know, like shaking your hand after a game. Like, But it'd just be cool to hear his, you know, his story, I think, is one. Um, Omar Vizquel was always, like, my player I looked up to, but I don't – with the barrier of the language, I don't know how good that, <laughs> that, be, that podcast is going to be. It was cool because um, – Rogan had a podcast with uh, Euro Romero and Joey Diaz was translating. Yeah. And it was it was kind of dope. It, it worked out because he could speak a little bit of English, but just Joey fucking Diaz. Yeah. Well, cocksucker. So that, good. That guy. Uh, that'd, be, that'd be a cool thing to delve into not just the white players in baseball, but goddammit, Dominican Republic, Japanese yeah. players, and just the international baseball community. A Yachty or Molina interview yeah. oh, would be so sick. That'd be dope. But like... Yeah, yeah. full-time transfer. Well, as you guys expand, and you are going to expand into different sports, into different mediums as well, just to have, like, cross those. MLU can cross those barriers. Yeah, can cross we'll those get there. Language barriers. We'll get there, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, best sports movie? Um, I want to say, overall, I like Miracle a lot. Miracle's Miracles. I like Miracle's good. Uh, but Bull Durham is my favorite baseball. Bull Durham? Movie. Bull Durham. Oh, baseball specific. Very baseball good. specific, if I'm going that way. I got you. Uh, overall, I go, I go. my fallback, just remember the Titans. Oh, that's a, a hard, good one, too. It's hard. There's yeah. so many. Um, baseball, though, since that's the, the topic, we yeah. baseball. Over, yeah. over Major League. Major League's more of a comedy. I love Major League, though. It's got that, like, juice, like, it's a comedy, yes, but, like, towards the end of that movie, it goes into, like, teamwork and just that that fucking grit that you yeah. need as a baseball player I, so dope i love it uh, we we did a look it up we did a uh a reenactment at arizona of, uh, <laughs> oh dude on youtube yeah search uh major league arizona baseball that's all you're gonna need to search i get through all the porn right here major <laughs> league arizona major league arizona baseball yeah that's probably all you'll need that's the one. Up here? Oh, this is the second one. Look at me. I'm right there. It's the third one. Either one. Oh, right here? Yeah, I think. What does that say? University of Arizona baseball team. Yeah, do the, do the top one. Sorry, <laughs> the major league one. I don't know if that's a... I would never. That's it. You got a commercial. You got a commercial. There it is. This is my one acting stint right here. I want to see it. No, no, no. Yeah, go back to that other one. Let's see. Top one right there. Right here? Yeah. 300. Jesus Christ. Shout out to Sawyer Gieski. Sawyer. Who's an infielder at the time that made this video. Pretty incredible. Shot on iPhones or just uh No, he had a, he had a legit camera. I <laughs> love it. So the coaches were down for this and everything. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it was sick. <laughs> oh shit, almost jacked. Joe Boo. Joe Boo. Dude, I didn't even fucking recognize the fedora the and fedora everything. Bicep curls. I love the fedora. The bicep curls. This dude plays for the, the Astros now. Thought you said we didn't have any big name talent. Matt Javik. Pick him up out of Pittsburgh three years ago. Had a pretty good summer at the Cape. 
<laughs> you killed it, right? <laughs> the rolled up sleeves. Yeah, says he plays second base. <laughs> the dorm. Yeah. <laughs> How down to earth are these baseball players? They're all Just awesome. Just goofy sons of bitches. All awesome. He'll play for the Pirates. <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> Everybody distorting their voice. Yeah, oh dear. That's a nice suit. That's a like fresh. Yeah. Talk about fresh. Look at that jersey. Oh man, that's clean. Arizona, yeah, Arizona yeah, State. The patch. Yeah. Uh, U of A. U of A. The U. I would never. Yeah, not the Sun Devils. He's waving the handkerchief. Oh, oh, that was so clean. <laughs> that was so good. Nice haircut. The facilities look great over there, dude. And that's Top they, notch. they rebuilt those cages since uh, since then. I see the look in your eye right there. That was solid. Just kind of like <laughs> yeah, damn little stink guy. These guys just, uh. Yep. Still shocked. How, how fast is he? Frazier's fast. Yeah. Yeah, he's big league speed. He's fast. Now running in pajamas barefoot. That's I don't tough. know. I saw his like, kind of stutter step and then turn yeah. doing like a five, <laughs> yeah. five and out. Well, that's Dude, it. that was clean. Let's yeah, go. Sawyer Gieseke. Gieseke. Oh, I love it. Wait, was he on the team? Yeah, he was an infiller. He uh, transferred, yeah. Transfer. That was, I'm impressed. That yeah. was all great. Thank you. I give you tip my cap to the acting Thank skills. You. I like Thank it. <laughs> sorry, sorry no, about blowing off the podcast for three minutes out. of my BS. Well, it's like we need a, like I need a Jamie or something. Like a, I know. That up. Or just, That'd be sometimes sick. Sometimes you right here, take baby. some time. Right could use it. Take some time to enjoy it a little a video. Hey, something. Somebody comes up nice. with something. That was nice. Only three minutes, too, because... You ever somebody like oh, like hey Ray, look at this this video. And it's like 15 minutes hey, long. I was two minutes into that, going Jesus, when's this over? No, no, it's, <laughs> it's but if it's a heater, like it's good. But that's just recreating a classic. But you, if you're gonna show somebody a video, like, make sure it's good. Make sure it's not too long, eight to nine minutes. Yep. I don't got that kind of time. Yeah, I got I, like I got scrolling to do. But um, oh, here's one for you. Uh, does weed help or hinder a college athlete? Who, um. I would say, I don't know. It depends on the person, I guess. Yeah, it probably hinders if you're getting tested, you know. So you probably don't do it if you're getting tested. Indeed. Uh, if you're in a state that's legal and you're of age, I don't, you know, do your thing. Uh, I don't think it, I don't think it hurts as much as some people like to say. I'd say it's a legal like it's non non-issue like. um yeah way better for you i think than alcohol for sure Fuck, because right. because the the time it stays in your system or, or whatever or really plays a factor in your your stability and whatever mm -hmm. is way different than than alcohol is but um gut call no it doesn't hinder you but on the other side i don't think it helps you really either i'd you know? say kind of in between recovery maybe the, the well the one thing that you talk about if you're getting tested 
I remember working at the rec center at Sonoma State, and it's cool. Some baseball players there. One transferred from Oregon because you got Pop smoking. Yeah. And he's in there with a sweatsuit on, trying to sweat out everything mm. because a drug test is on the way. He just could not stop doing it. Yeah. It's like you have this amazing gift and this opportunity to play ball at the collegiate level. I do it, right? I guess I if, like if you're ever gonna get close to that risk, why not wait to the off season? Just do yeah. yeah. You you have your entire life ahead of you just life, four right. years that's all you need is just stay clean for four, four. clean years even i mean i wish that the nfl pulled its head off its ass letting their players smoke rather than take opioids i possibly agree. you know a thousand percent fuck that. dude just yeah. let them smoke a little bit they, those guys get rock three 40 man someday. you can smoke on the 40 man they don't test for baseball oh no shit if you make the 40 man and even if you go down and you're on the 40-man roster, they won't test. But if you're not on the 40-man roster, you become test eligible. Or you were. Ooh, so if you're getting a little talent tolerance, I guess. I guess, right? <laughs> kind of interesting yeah. situation. Um, let's see here. All right, so you kind of touched on this earlier, which is kind of cool. Like the coach that went over put his hand over the kid's shoulder who was kind of freaked out on the mound after giving up the two runs. So it's late in the game. Uh, well, hold on a second. Oh, shit, no, 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 all right, that's later. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> bookmark hey, that one, bookmark. Good, so it's it. late, and you've been drinking, and your DD asks you where you want to go for the munchies. Uh, where are you going to go? What fast food joint is your go-to after a, a night? You're not blacked out, but you're like, you got that hunger. Jeez. You need something. Taco Bell 24-7 for me is the go-to, 24-7. Doesn't what you, matter. What are you getting there? Uh, I all, if, if I get there and there is not a cheesy gordita crunch, for some reason, I'm upset. So, yeah. cheesy gritty crunch out the gate. That's solid. It's all choice. Gen- two if I'm really vibing. Yeah. You know? And then like something off the dollar menu. When one of those uh, bean it beefy cheese burritos or something like that. You know? So you're not you're not going too hard. Just no. enough to scratch the itch, but not so you're feeling like shit the next morning. Yeah. Three cheesy gritty crunches. You're looking to devastate your system. Yeah. So. Oh god. The next. <laughs> you know? I- uh, an admittance of just absolute being a piece of shit. Debauchery. Within, I'd say within the past month, maybe last month I did it. Just was needing to eat, was starving, went and got, I thought it was economical and that kind of outweighed my common sense of getting like the $10 party box. Yeah. Like five burritos, four tacos. Yeah. Just stoned out of my fucking box. <laughs> yes. Ate every goddamn No way. I fucking killed the next day. The just, $10 box you yeah, crushed to your face? Crushed it. Oh it took a while. God. I was sitting there laying on the couch. And I, knew, like, <laughs> I don't need to eat this last one, this last burrito, because I'm already stuck. I've already eaten way more than I ever need to. Damn. Fuck it. I'm going for That's it. That's insane. Diablo sauce. Just hey. going hard. Yeah. How was the next day? Not good. No. Not good. Just the shame. Like <laughs> The shame the, I felt. Well, it's just, uh, it's kind of <laughs> like when you go out to eat, and you're like, I want to get my money's worth, but you eat so much that you feel like shit. Like, is that did awful you, feeling <laughs> worth it? Is that did you win? worth it? Yeah, I don't know. No, I was just like, well, tomorrow I'll be good. Just yeah, I'll like, again. I'll go into those routines where it's okay. I'll just gorge, and then knowing the next day I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna work out some fucking hard yep. chicken and rice and quinoa, which does happen, but it's just like that explode that that gorging happens like once every couple. The setback, hey, yeah, whatever, dude. Like, do your it thing. Was t- it was good as fuck. If you were happy at the time. You know, you I was least, happy at the time. You were at least happy at some point. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good So, uh, oh, here's one. All right. So, one on one naked combat. Right? Okay. It's, it's balls and bronze, two competitors I'm going to give you. It's just a fight to the death. Maybe they're greased up. Maybe it's just sweat. You know, it's just depends on the person. Uh, we got the Battle of Killers. 
OJ versus Aaron Hernandez. One-on-one -on -one naked combat to the death. Weapons or not? No weapons. Balls and bronze. I'm cunning. going Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez? Yeah, I'm bringing... Bringing him back from the gone forever. Yeah. Aaron Hernandez, I think, has him. He, that man, like, Current, OJ's crazy, but, like... In their prime? Sorry. Uh, I'd say OJ at the time of trial. Okay, yeah. Which was... Still Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, right? I'd give it to him. That, have you seen the, like, 30 for 30 on Homeboy and just how batshit crazy he was? Yeah. PCP murdering multiple people? The opiates, you know? The I'm sure I was played a part of, you know? Just, sketchy stuff. Oh, Hernandez. Don't want to give him the, the dub, but you kind of like that crazy factor. Yeah. I I don't want to give either the dub. But no, we're no gonna, they're both undeserving. You know, we're not going to lean into OJ's massive following on Twitter right here. It's <laughs> How ridiculous just, is that, first well, of all? It just shows you where people's morals are or what like societal values are, it's which insane. is just so out of whack and disgusting. It's insane. No OJ for me. No. Uh, I could joke about it, of course, but you're like, oh, it's some... Yeah. People were tap. murdered over 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, we're on the tap. tap baby. It's all good. No rules. <laughs> uh, what is the best sound in baseball? Oh, uh, cleanly struck wooden bat to ball. <laughs> just, and and I don't even care to hear the stadium sounds. Like I just mm -hmm. want to hear that loud, echoey, clean contact. That over, over the aluminum bat, for sure. That wooden purity. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you took a wooden bat and for any anybody that played on the gamblers listening, gamblers. Uh, into uh, Vets Memorial Home. Yes. Oh, that man. hollow, echoey sound is my one of my favorites of all time. That's what's up. Beautiful. That is a beautiful sound. Um, secondary sounds. I just want to toss out just the pop of a glove. Pop of a mitt. Uh, metal cleats on the concrete in the dugout. Just yeah, so good. Yeah, little, baseball. Little, a little chat. Just baseball has its own even Griffin Kipe I love him could be the best announcing duo other than John Miller and uh, Fleming um, they'll kind of just let the murmur of the crowd just they'll let it soak in yeah which is kind of cool yeah everybody's there just enjoying it um, fucking baseball sounds it's the best I love them. Uh, okay here's the question I was gonna ask earlier <laughs> okay uh, the pitcher just walked the bases loaded There's two outs uh, you guys are up by one, and he's rattled. He just walked, he walked the base of juice. And uh, you're, let's see. So what do you say as a coach? You're going up to, like, take him off the ledge. You get the ball, you're squeezing it, squeezing it. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't do this. You don't do this. No, you're like, what, what are you saying to your guy to, to get him right? Uh, it probably depends on the player. Um, that's the cheap answer. But I, blanket answer, hey, you're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. We believe in you. We are putting you in this position, and nobody's coming to get you. I got you. So take a deep breath. Remember how good you are and attack him bottom of the zone fastball. Go, you go any humor at him? like No, generally got, in that situation. You got a big dick. <laughs> generally, it, uh... it, again, depends on the guy. But, yeah. You got to know your player. You know what I'm saying? You can't be saying that to Johnny Left Bench. No. Uh, but, yeah, if you got a, a dick swinging closer that you need to crack some jokes or just, like, talk them off the edge, it's always, like, get back to your breath. Mm. Remember how good you are. Focus. Yeah. Pump it. Chill out. Have Pop fun. Go out and have fun. What's the worst fun. that's going to happen? Yeah. You know? crazy when you stop thinking about how much fun things can really be, and then you play better than if you were ever pressing. Yep. Just being so in your head. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, ooh, which sport 
Yes, Which sport is the best for life metaphors? Yeah, well, it's gotta be fucking baseball, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know of any other. I mean, I can't, like I'm trying to relate golf to life, you know. But golf, you could do it. I, I find myself going back to baseball so much. Yeah, Ward would love football. I mean, you can do it, but baseball just onto the next pitch. You know, uh, I've done some interviews with wrestlers. Uh, like that kind of grind, that mentality. Oh yeah, that, that's good. On and off the mat, like it's just sports in general. It's hard to find better life metaphors or parallels to life. Uh, question for you, I guess. Mm. For I know, flip the script here, oh. podcast guy. Jesus. Um, what is so sports? You're a tri-sport athlete, or yeah, tri-sport mm. at least. What is your thought on kids specializing nowadays? Uh, I was talking to Ward about it the other day. We we're doing a. Um, article for the end of the year for all the senior athletes and he said there's only four three sport athletes these days and it was just devastating to him it sucks and when winners is known to having so much because you're at a smaller school and you have the opportunity to branch out and try these different sports uh play as many sports as possible because if you focus on one with the parents thinking oh Mm -hmm. johnny needs to practice year round he's not going to get burnt out there's no way he could get injured playing this one sport as if football or basketball or anything else it's like say you're a baseball player you get injured any day of the week playing baseball just like you can get injured playing basketball or walking down the street yeah limiting especially in high school limiting your play limiting what you focus on i think is detrimental and it keeps you from i think a huge part of the social aspect of high school too yeah those bus rides Holy shit! Just different people every every time. Hang out with you in football, basketball. I'd hang out, say like Miguel or whoever, and then come baseball time, like we're back in the bus together. Yeah, it's just such a cool. It was such a cool phase, every step of the way. And and broaden. I mean, you were such great friends with so many different groups, right? In mm-hmm. high school, I I felt the same way, and I think a lot of that because of we played other sports. You yeah. know, like we were. I was tied with all the soccer guys because I you got to play soccer. Balled you know? out in soccer. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, right? like uh, that's the best. So like parents that limit these days, uh, and we're small town people. You know, yes. like that's the belief. You play both ways in football and sometimes on special teams and then you go to your winter sport and then you play baseball through the summer like that's the way it goes maybe they think that if i focus on one then that'll increase my chances to going to college and getting a scholarship and yada 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 yeah i mean that's what the travel ball coaches preach right like if you want to make it into college basketball you have to play whatever that is right what is there do they call that um that summer Oh, AAU, yes. like stuff. I right, mean, like, I guess summer, if you want to focus on something, maybe go for it. But, like, because we played summer baseball, didn't think anything of it. But to just one sport all year round since you're, like, 10, yeah, no you're going to get burnt out. It's going to do more harm than good, I think. Yeah, no way. Uh, don't tell your kid. There's another one. Don't tell your kid at nine years old that he's never going to make it in the big leagues. He needs to go play something else. That's stupid. <laughs> Okay, he's not. Oh you don't under, you don't know what he can become. Don't build a roof over your kid's accomplishments. Mm-hmm. You know. You look at some of the athletes that are like drafted last or whatever, or just you never think this person's gonna make it or, or yeah. get to the next level, but they do. Piazza, despite it's like a 40th rounder or something. Jesus like, Colin Kaepernick didn't make it to Nevada as a football player. He, he was, was a baseball pick, player, yeah. He was picked up at a basketball game he was playing. What? The coach thought he was, like, super athletic and could dunk. They didn't have time to see him in football. They needed a quarterback. They called him, brought him in, and that dude no obviously shit. had a hell of a career. But, yeah, wild. That's all it. 
Like, there's no one way to get to the end result. No. And I'd say give yourself multiple ways. Like, play more up. sports, all the sports. Free it up. You never know. Like, if you go, we have guys that play, you know, baseball that will pick up a golf club, and you're like, damn, that's probably Stud. It. You know, but if that's all he did his entire life, like, he, you know, he's probably I, not as athletic. I guarantee you majority of, like, professional athletes can do another sport and still – because they played it back. Or I love seeing – uh, highlights to say Kyler Murray. He, that's a crazy example, but yeah. just other other athletes say in the NFL that are stud basketball players or yeah. can have that extra faceted. It might even help out with other sports. Say you do want to make it big in baseball, and by doing track or whatever, you work on that coordination a different way, and just yeah. you add that your, your your skill meters increase playing all these different sports. So many of those. Uh, hand-eye coordination and reaction and all that and different types of movements come from so many different sports that like why wouldn't you especially in high school or, or younger like mm-hmm. go do other stuff because when you do finally get forced into one sport right like you'll have those already ready, mm-hmm. so. which is like it's okay like once you get to college or whatever play some club soccer or whatever just don't get injured yeah but i guess then when it's serious it's okay to take it seriously but like yeah. high school play the sports yeah play them play them all get out Oh, God, sports metaphors. And then if you could – all right, you're pitching, right? Okay. If you could be any player in MLB history, if you could just pluck this guy. who would A.J. Przinsky, bro. Przinsky? Yeah, just, A.J. Przinsky. I think he's a, a boob, as a they quite say. Quite the boob. Total boob. Um, I don't know. It, it's just every time I saw him play, like I was just like, this guy's in for himself. Not just fit, and I don't know him. What about but, A-Rod? A-Rod's a guy, too. He's, he's grown on me a little bit over yeah. the years, you know, and his, his uh, announcing and stuff. He still makes me want to punch him. But, yeah, absolutely. Um, but Got I think Przinsky takes it over, over him. It's, um, Manny Machado for me. Ooh, that's a good one, too. He's on the, the Padres now, yeah? Yeah. And, and Just can't stand it. Like it, it at, you hit the nail on the head, though. We don't know these guys personally. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, you see some of the antics on the field. You're like, yeah. you are a piece of shit. Like, Dragging like sticking your your metal cleats into like second baseman trying to break up a double play, but yeah. your cleat your your spikes are up. Come not on, my no. yeah, not on my no. team, bro. No. <laughs> that oh, that'd be tough. Say there's a kid with a bad attitude, and you like it's best for the team. Like just cut the uh, gangrene. Cut, cut the cord, dude. Is that good? I mean, I don't know what good comes of that. I guess the team doesn't have to be around that toxicity anymore but hopefully it changes that bad attitude kids point of view yeah i mean when i go into or went into tough situations coaching wise there luckily i didn't have to like ax dudes right like Mm -hmm. that wasn't my role but to have those conversations a lot of times was like hey this might be the most important thing this kid hears ever yeah yeah like it sucks at the time like i don't ever want to be the hard guy and like yell in a kid's face or tell him like that's wrong but sometimes you have to because how else are a they gonna? Good old fashioned ass chewing to mm-hmm. some kid who doesn't think the world could touch him. Yeah. That probably and it, it'd be so dope to see them like realize it later on. Like yeah. Thank you for metaphorically knocking some sense in me. I guess. Yeah. And you never know when it's gonna work and when it's not, right? Or like, they spiral out of control. And, like, <laughs> yeah, Aaron, it's Aaron, all on you. Aaron Hernandez, like you're the one. Like, it's all on you. He's like on trial for murder. Shit. Ray. <laughs> yeah. Ray, Coach McIntyre. No, I know that's not what you want. But no, uh, what I do want is uh, for you to plug. What? How are people gonna interact with your content? You got Major League University. Like, give us 
Give us what the we full need to know. plug. Give it Major give it League us. University. I think it's at Major University on Instagram, at Major League University on Twitter. Either one is vice versa. Either way, if you look up Major League University, we got all the plugs on the website.com, majorleagueuniversity.com. Mm. ProjectSandlot.com, that's also linked in there. Um, a little bit different site. If Again, if you like pick them dude like this is this is it indulge know, do that um and that has all of our charitable side too where we're putting on the camps and stuff so. 30k raised so far dude 30 30k and it's a that's it, wild and it's weird because it's an eth so it like fluctuates so like if it sits in there and it goes up like kind of more it goes mm-hmm. down it's kind of less but 30k is where we're at and i don't know pumped pumped it's been going so Keep well going dude that's wild yeah dude up and up baby Thank you for coming Thanks on so the podcast. Thanks for having me. Dude, dude this has been it. great. We've just been like chatting about it for a while, but finally yeah. got it done. It's about time. Tappy, tappy, tappy. Hey. Tap it, baby. Tappy, tappy, tappy. Tap, 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 tap. All right, guys. Goodbye. You lose. Good day, sir.